This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, Jim got married a couple weekends ago, and I learned something at the wedding that I didn't, I didn't know about your relationship with your now wife, Sarah. What's that? The two of you have really bonded and found a connection over Fast and Furious movies. Truly. I, I like, Actually, that's not even... I don't know. It's weird because she was always a fan of them, and I like the first one but thought all the other ones were ridiculous but once you just like give in to just the silliness of it all it's the one of the funniest funniest and funnest types of movies you can watch because it's just everything is just so over the top and ridiculous well you guys have been very busy planning for the wedding and then you had uh the health concerns with sarah but she's back and she's feeling good and you finally got to go to the theater on the weekend to watch the latest installment of the Fast and yeah. Furious, and it was pretty much what I expected. It was. It didn't get as crazy as as I thought it might because the, the movies basically have to top themselves every time. And last one, Fast Nine, they literally had a rocket on the car and shot ludicrous into space. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get more ludicrous than that, really. So this one, it was a little more. It was still a little cr- more grounded. I can't even. I like even if I described like. At what point there's two helicopters that shoot grappling hooks into the side of a car, and then the car is pulling the two helicopters down a highway, and, they're, and then they're like, <laughs> it's so stupid. And then another part, what was another part? A car flies out, like, they're like, get me close to the road, and they're in a cargo plane, and he's like, I can't land. And then Vindy's like, I didn't say nothing about landing. So he just drives the car out of the back of the plane, and it lands on top of two SUVs. The two SUVs blow up, and his car still keeps going down the highway. <laughs> like It's just the craziest Bollywood style. So it's like It's like a car... A car version of Mario jumping on a couple of Koopas. Yeah, like it never he, gets damaged. His car just bounces yeah, but, on two oh, cars and then keeps yeah. going. <laughs> but I will tell you, it gets me fired up. Every time they hit that NOS button and it goes like the first yeah. person camera into the engine as it goes to the oh, gas yeah. lines and hit the up. exhaust. Oh, man. But, but at you this should point, get some NOS in the Mazda, bud. <laughs> Just immediately explodes. <laughs> the wheels would all fall off. <laughs> Good pace. Are you serious? Oh my goodness! Glorious and free! 72 feet ends 69 years of a drought. Just an incredible moment to wrap up the Canadian Open yesterday with a Canadian, Nick Taylor, winning the tournament for the first time. In almost 70 years, a Canadian won the Canadian Open. I had no idea the drought had lasted that long. Mm -hmm. Uh, Playoff, four playoff holes against Fleetwood and uh, an eagle putt. Long, like, out of a movie, Mm -hmm. eagle putt to win the tournament. We are talking golf here with Alan McLean, our friend. He is a former Canadian Tour champ. Alan, you must have uh, been jumping up and down watching that. It was, it was something special, huh? Uh, amazing. Amazing. Um, I think, you know, for someone that hits the ball far like myself, I think to watch a long putt like that track and go towards a hole with so much at stake, that has to be thrilling for both Nick and all the spectators that were there, especially those behind they could see the ball just going towards the, the, yeah, the hole. It must have been exciting. Yeah, and I, I'd say my favorite moment was 
the look on Fleetwood's face, the guy that was in the playoff against Taylor, he couldn't even not smile at that moment. He knew how incredible uh, the moment he just witnessed was. Oh, exactly. I, I, you know, uh, there's nothing you can do right there except uh, take your hat off and uh, just, it's one of those moments. There's uh, absolutely nothing, nothing you can do. Fleetwood Hayes' opportunities, though, Taz, he, you know, uh, I, I thought uh, potentially um, on the second extra hole he was going to make that 11-footer, but, um, you know, when you keep missing those opportunities, it just allows your opponent to get in the game, and uh, you knew one of them was going to do something special. The Canadian guys, a lot of Canadian golfers were standing by in the rain watching history take place. I didn't realize this was such a big thing in Canadian golf, almost like a curse that has been over Canadian golfers at the Canadian Open for so long. Well, I think we just uh, we just need the uh, sporting heroes in Canada. And, uh, you know, golf has been going through a... Uh, you know, a rejuvenation here in Canada. Um, the uh, Golf Canada has put in place a, a program where they want so many golfers on the on the major tours. Uh, you know, by twenty thirty something odd, and uh, you know, to have four Canadian golfers win in one year is is some is some feat. And uh, hopefully, this takes us to the next level. And um, you know, this I'm sure I'm saying next year. When the Canadian Open comes to Hamilton, it's already sold out after yesterday. Um, it, it really will uh, give golf a huge boost up here in Canada. What about Adam Hadwin getting tackled? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew we were getting to that at some point. That, that was a good uh, tackle. That guy needs to be called up by the Hamilton... Uh, the the, the, the Ticats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those rare moments where security tackles a guy and then hands him his bottle of booze back. You know, it was the a guy, weird... He's like, oh, sorry, sir. a linebacker. He tracked, he tracked Hadwin coming. He started to run around. Oh, yeah. I saw him. He, he was tracking him the whole way. <laughs> and and then he apologized after. Hadwin's like, I should have, because he was wearing street clothes. You can't really blame the security yeah. guy, right? Right. Yeah. No. It uh, that was a good plant, and uh, I saw a, a post by his wife on Facebook later, and she said, "No, he's all good." So uh, that's good. <laughs> now you must know some of those guys, like you know Mike Weir. Do you think would those guys have all partied together last night, or what would their evening have been like after that? Um, I'm sure that they had a few drinks. Um, you know, generally we would uh, have an opportunity to have a few drinks, but then you're on to the next uh, stop. So they'll either have uh, flights waiting or transport to go somewhere. And in all honesty, not that I've won a lot, but uh, it's quite a lonely time when you've won a lot, where you get on such a high, and then when you come down and, and everyone kind of disappears and, and life carries on, you're just you know, sitting there like, wow, okay. And it just takes a while yeah. to settle in. I've heard the same thing about right. fighters, professional fighters. It's like all that adrenaline, and then in the morning you're alone. It's different than a team, because the team's always partying together, kind of. But when you're by yourself, you're kind of on an island. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of being on an island, are you on an island this week, Alan? I will be on an island, Taz. I'm uh, at the Canadian uh, PGA National Championships up at Big One Island. So uh, it's busy pouring outside. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy it too much, but uh, it's a nice week for us. Yeah, congratulations, man. You're, you're back out there. That's, uh, that's great for you. 
Thank you. Yeah, I'll, 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 I won't let you know of any other results, but uh, if I win, I'll be sure to phone in and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the precedent's been set. If you don't win with a 73-foot putt in a playoff, then we're going to be disappointed in you, Alan. Yeah, yeah. And we will get tackled <laughs> by security for you. Good pace. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness! Glorious and free! Time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Let's talk about the big golf moment yesterday at the Canadian Open. Nick Taylor becomes the first Canadian golfer to win the Canadian Open in 69 years. 69. (laughs) Pat Fletcher was the last one to do it back in 1954. This is huge for a number of reasons. Number one, for Nick Taylor to do this, to have this huge career achievement. But two, no Canadian golfer now has to be asked, are you going to be the guy? What's the pressure like? Maybe we now see other Canadian golfers who have less pressure who can follow up on Nick Taylor and what he's done on Sunday. A fantastic, beautiful moment for Canadian golf. (laughs) That's a bit of a 180 from what you were saying off the air moments ago, Dev, that it it wasn't a big deal. and. (laughs) <laughs> and that it's not even in the top 10 of greatest Canadian sports moments. It's not. Like, <laughs> people immediately try to rank these moments when we can, can we just say it was an amazing, iconic Canadian sports moment without making it something else? Like, when you want to talk about Canadian iconic sports moments, you've got the Henderson goal, you've got the Golden goal, you've got the 87 Cup, you've got the Blue Jays' two World Series, including Joe Carter's walk-off home run. Would it be the greatest Canadian golf moment? No, that's Mike Weir winning the Masters. That's also on the top ten list. Would it be the greatest Canadian golf moment to take place on Canadian soil? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm not trying to take anything away from Nick Taylor. It was a wonderful moment. It was amazing to watch. Yeah. But you think of the pressure, as you as you mentioned, that he is under in that moment. A playoff, what was it, the fourth playoff? Fourth hole? playoff. He he had a good chance to win still, even if he just put it close. But to sink a putt from how many feet out? 72 feet, an eagle putt. He was also, when you think about how he started the tournament, 120th, terrible start to winning the whole thing in the playoff. Just absolutely amazing. Not that impressive, though. So, (laughs) you guys. Well, I'm sure he's going to have a pretty good week. Huh? I'd say he's going to have a great month. Congratulations to Nick Taylor. Thanks, Dev. 72 feet ends 69 years of a drought. Devin Peacock is an interesting guy. He's a funny dude. <laughs> Gets so worked up, eh? He's so easy to, to poke and needle. Yeah, yeah. Get him going. <laughs> well, you're, you're the master at it. Why, why would he say, he's like, oh, I didn't know we were gonna, you are going to say that on the air. It's like, well, Dev, you came in here, and one of the first things you said was, it was a good putt, but it wasn't one of the greatest Canadian sports moments. It, it's yeah. not in the top ten. And yeah. it, so how am I not going to bring that up on the radio? Yeah, I understand Dev's perspective, though, because I think it's like when you wake up in the morning and people are overhyped for something and you want to you want to enjoy it, but when people are so over the top claiming that it's the best thing ever, then you almost like be, con- become contrarian. His point is why do you have to compare it to everything else? I think it's like a comparing apples to oranges. Just enjoy it for situation. what it is. Yeah, yeah it was a, was a great moment. 
70 plus foot putt to win the Canadian Open for a Canadian for the first time in 69 years. Congratulations to Nick Taylor. Is it better than other sports moments? It depends who you are. It's a subjective thing. If you were in the crowd yesterday in Toronto watching it live, I'm sure it was the greatest sports moment you've ever witnessed. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when something hasn't been broken for... 69 years it's a big it's a big event it's a milestone yeah. so you know regardless even if it wasn't that epic of a putt even if he won it would have been a big canadian moment i wonder where this one ranks in terms of canadian sports moments golfer professional golfer adam hadwin got tackled by security trying to celebrate <laughs> it, this moment just beat out the 72 foot putt it was a little more iconic uh, so it, it was neat to see mike weir and the other professional golfers who knew that this milestone could take place sticking around to watch the end of the canadian open yesterday in the rain uh and then they got very excited when taylor hit that putt and and broke the uh the the windless streak. Mm-hmm. Adam Hadwin runs out there uh, with a bottle of champagne, and he tries to <laughs> he tries to get in the mix, but security didn't recognize him. Obviously, we're storming the 18th green now. They just tackled Adam Hadwin, by the way, who was trying to approach his friend. <laughs> security did not knowing that's exactly who it was. Oh, but was Canada. Something has a conquering hero. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on quickly from this mess. They they recognized him once they got him down, let him back up, and he was able to go celebrate with his buddy. Yeah, I have to say, I think the security did the right thing. I, I, you can't you can't recognize every PGA guy on the on the tour, and he was wearing his street clothes. He had jeans and a hoodie on. Yeah, and yeah. He came running out, shaking a bottle of champagne. What's the security going to do? Hadwin actually apologized to the security after saying that he should have. Yeah, he wasn't thinking. Yeah, I should have known maybe to identify myself instead yeah. of just charging out there. But people wanted the security's head eh? <laughs> on Twitter. Like, Get those security. They'd be better not be hurt. It could have been worse for Adam Hadwin when uh, Conor McGregor could have punched him out like oh, he did Lord. to the <laughs> Miami Heat mascot yeah. on the weekend. Did you see this? I did. He punched him twice. I think the first punch was the one that they were supposed to do, and the second punch was him in the moment feeling the fun, and then he punched him as the, as the mascot was lying down yeah. directly into his ma- mascot nose, and it looked like it crunched the guy inside's face pretty good. Well, the mascot was in on it. They were doing this to promote... Ironically, Conor McGregor's new pain relief spray. Mm. <laughs> and McGregor either doesn't know what holding back is or he really wanted to commit. He's an actor now, right? He's in the new sure. Roadhouse movie. So he wants it, he wants to uh it to look as real as possible. Uh here is the president of the UFC, Dana White and the head coach of the Heat commenting on the mascot getting punched out by Conor McGregor. I saw the Deontay Wilder one, too. What's up with mascots wanting to get punched in the face by professional fighters? What do you expect? What are those mascot things made out of? Unless you're like the Golden Knights mascot. I don't even know what the hell he wears, but I'm assuming it's a metal helmet. I wouldn't have professional fighters punching me in the face if I was a mascot. Doesn't seem like the brightest thing in the world. How does it say about your mascot that he can take a punch from Conor McGregor, bounce back, and still be ready to go likely in the next home game? That's the Miami Heat toughness. We won't reveal who that is, but he's tough. He can take a punch and get back up. And yeah, he's not going to miss any time. 
mascot was treated and he was back for the next game. Yeah. Oh, man. Because it was it was one thing because he punched the mascot while the mascot was standing up. And your head at least can like, kind of bounce back and take some of the hit. But he was lying on the ground and McGregor punched his head directly into the basketball floor. Collapsed like, the nose of the yeah. costume. And I think he thought it was going to go squeak or like make a fun sound. But it was just like. Poof. Yeah. I'd say, uh, since we're ranking things this morning, I'd say it's up there with Ace Ventura fighting that uh, mascot at the end of the first movie there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And right under when Peter Griffin fought the chicken. But that was a real chicken. Was it? That wasn't a mascot. That chicken was talking. Its mouth was moving. (laughs) Wait. Wait a second. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. People asking how my daughter's dance recital was on the weekend. I was getting some flack from people saying that I was really uh, negative about going to this dance recital. My daughter's three. Mm -hmm. She's been taking dance for about a year, and this was her first time being on stage where you have to show up. And I'd never done it before, but I had heard from other people that it can be... A bit of a nightmare. They were, that's their fault. They were putting you in a negative headspace before the recital even started. Yeah. Uh, Don't be a dance dad. It's so expensive. You got to sit there and watch other people's kids dance for hours, just waiting for your kid to come out. I got to say, I'm all in. All in on the dance life. Uh, uh, It was the cutest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. She's three years old. Sure, sure. She comes out there and she looks so happy on that stage. Uh, it got a little dusty, Jim. Mm-hmm. Had to. I wasn't crying. I know you like to give me grief because, especially since I became a dad, I, I'm a bit of an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I definitely had to wipe the corners of my eyes oh, after yeah. her performance. Like every good ballet, you know, yeah. it just <laughs> it brings was, you to tears. It was awesome, and to be honest, the the part that surprised me the most was watching the other people's kids wasn't as bad as I thought it would be Hmm. because they were talented. They were doing flips and stuff. They also had, I didn't know it was a, uh, like a piano recital as well. So they had twice as long. (laughs) They had people, uh, you didn't know if the next act was going to be a dance routine or if it was going to be someone playing a song on piano or, or singing. So it was like, I felt like Simon Cowell sitting there. Because you were booing the ones that I was secretly (laughs) judging all of them. Give up now! So you didn't bring the ear, did you bring earbuds just in case? No, I couldn't because we talked about me doing that to listen to a podcast when my daughter wasn't on stage. But then I thought someone might recognize me and call me out. Call you out for being a genius? But I was pleasantly surprised with the afternoon, and I, I think we're, we're going to stay the course here. How long until you're in the front row? And one, and two, and three. <laughs> Doing the dances along. Yeah. <laughs> Leg Start warmers. Again. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Taz and Jim. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is still in the studio. Uh, Boss Brad just stuck his head in, and he said, Hey, Peacock, I I'm played uh, softball last night, and there's a guy on my team. He sounds exactly like you. So we started doing Devin Peacock impressions, <laughs> and now we're all doing impressions of each other. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's start with a Devin Peacock impression. Can you do a Devin Peacock impression for us, Jim? Okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody. <laughs> I love... <laughs> you kind of have an old guy voice, so it's like... Uh, and you're a young man still, but... Uh, hey, well... Oh, oh, 
Connor Bedard, better step it up. That's my Devin Peacock impression. <laughs> Connor Bedard, better step it up. I'd say it's more like this. Hey, guys, uh, Canadian sports are the best. I love uh, the Blue Jays. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a subtle list. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Devin Peacock. So, make me sound so low energy. <laughs> Why don't you do a, a Taz impression, Dev? All right. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, Devin. Uh, nice hat you're wearing there. Is that new hat? Oh, blue hat there, huh? Trying it with a new color? How much you pay for that hat? You get buy two of those hats? Buy three of those hats? <laughs> what, am I obsessed with the price Ta- Ta- of When you walk in, Taz will comment something out. Yeah. I, I, I do comment on, I like the... Taz t- will give you the up and down. When say, you're what can putting I- an effort into your appearance, I like to... Hey, Dev, uh, new belt there, huh? Just, uh, huh. Going, you're going for a brown belt these days? You're you're well, a real brown brown not, belt guy, huh? Not something I would choose, yeah. but you do you. you Looks good on you, though. <laughs> real courageous. Here, here's, here's my int- impression of Taz, because he always takes everything up to the next level. Like, if you tell a yeah. story, he'll always make it, like, bigger. So uh, if you go, like, Dev will come, hey, Dev, uh, you go on a date last night. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it went okay. It wasn't great. It was a little awkward. Oh, we're about to go on the air. Okay, here we go. So, Dev, you went on a date last night. You said it was the worst <laughs> date of your life. And you might kill yourself after. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> That's I don't do that. That's kind of what it's like, right? <laughs> but is yeah. it what do with my voice though, Jim? Okay. You got. So you said it was the worst day you ever had in your life. Tell the listeners why it was awful. All right. <laughs> you you want to hear my gym impression? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I love corn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you pretty much got it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, uh, I love Kelly. corn. I just got married. Uh, I'm Jim oh, Kelly. Kelly. That's um, how my girlfriend does it, my voice. That's I, how all wives impersonate yeah. their husbands, I'd assume, to their friends when their husbands aren't around. Mm. Oh, I didn't know it was laundry day. And then all husbands are like... Well, wouldn't you please put the dishes away? <laughs> that's uh, that's the typical yeah, wife totally. impression, right? All right. We've learned that we're all terrible at impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is kind of cool. Coldplay out on tour, and so far they have planted 5 million trees while they've been on tour. Hmm. By hand. <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. I think they're paying somebody to plant the trees. I can't see Chris Martin uh, coming off the stage and then grabbing a shovel. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> but they, uh, they've planted one tree for every attendee at their concerts while they've been on tour. It's part of their environmental and sustainability initiatives. They kicked off their tour March last year. It ends in November this year, so they're going to keep planting trees. They say they've reduced carbon dioxide emissions by 47% compared to their last tour. Their goal is to reduce it by 50%. Quote, now that we're in the second year of the tour, we've started to run the entire show, audio lights and lasers, from an electric battery system that allows us to use 100% renewable energy as efficiently as possible. Hmm, interesting. We've started using electric vehicles and alternative fuels whenever we can, and we've been reducing waste and plastic usage to a minimum. Wow. They even installed exercise bikes and kinetic dance floors at their concert to help power the stage. 
Wow, so there's like a gerbil in a wheel, basically, <laughs> powering the amps? Yeah, if the lights start dimming or the sound gets a little too quiet, Gary, you better pick it up <laughs> on the Peloton. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm disappointed. I had just got this song out of my head for the first time in like 15, 20 years. <laughs> it is in there the whole time. It's an earworm. Yeah. That's Khalees with Milkshake. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And Bill Murray is not lactose intolerant, if you know what I'm saying. He's apparently been sipping on that milkshake. I guess so. They're officially an item? They're an item. A report from UK tabloid The Sun says that 72-year-old Bill Murray is dating 43-year-old Khalees. They've been getting close for quite a while. They met in the U.S. They've been spotted together in the U.K. where Bill Murray is filming the new Ghostbusters movie. Hold on. There's a new Ghostbusters this movie is, don't coming Don't bury out. the lead, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good uh, mismatched couple, you know, a couple that you'd never think. Like, what, what do they have in common? A yeah, 72-year-old yeah. uh, actor and a... 43-year-old hip-hop star? Yeah. What, what are they talking about? I mean, I feel like anybody could get along with Bill Murray, you no. know, because he's such a funny guy, but... Uh, well, yeah, except, for, is... except for people working on movie yeah, sets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for any of his co-workers. <laughs> kind of reminds me of, like, this isn't as crazy, but when Drew Barrymore started dating Tom Green, that's they're relatively the same age, but you go like, what? what yeah. did, how did how that did, work? How did that happen? Yeah. It's interesting. Well, we wish the the happy couple the best. Um, by the way, Ghostbusters Afterlife is getting a sequel. I got it here. It's coming out this December. Hmm. Wow. They posted uh, on Ghostbuster Day a couple weeks ago. It was the 39th anniversary of the release of the original Ghostbusters. They posted a uh, new poster, teaser poster, it's the Ghostbusters logo with, like, ice forming on it. So there's speculation that hell might actually freeze over in the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm. Whatever that means. December 20th, 2023, new Ghostbusters movie. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You know what's getting killed off? Swoop Airlines. Ooh, really? It's all she wrote. WestJet is going to shut down their budget branch. Uh, it's going to affect uh, travelers out of... London International Airport, Hamilton Airport. Yeah. I was hoping to fly out uh, out west to BC to visit my sister. Uh, it was like it was like two fifty, something crazy. And I've flown out there to like Calgary and it's six hundred bucks on like a normal flight. Well the WestJet uh, pilots just threatened strike. Hmm. And swoop, I know there was some issues. The pilots had issues with uh, how the swoop pilots were paid less and it was forcing them out of their fair share. So it's all part of that. Really? Okay. Hmm. So they're kind of being strong-armed by the pilots union? I don't know. You have good experience flying swoop ever, I wonder, because I, I always heard the nightmare stories. Now, I know people like to complain more than they will give praise. Yeah. But I did hear a lot of people talking about getting stranded because their swoop flight got canceled and there wasn't another one for three days. Yeah, and there's been a few kind of budget airlines that have popped up in the last decade that people 
say are not reliable at all. So, But I posted the story on Facebook and asked people, have you ever had a bad experience on Swoop, good or bad? How did it go? Uh, Robin says, I've flown with them quite a few times and had nothing but great experiences. Sheila says, great experience. We will definitely miss our cheap direct flights to Vegas. That was one of the oh, big yeah, ones. Yeah. That's how you get a discount airline going. Get people to Vegas. Because they'll, <laughs> they'll subsidize it. You know, Vegas will. Um, <laughs> and you need to save all your money for, for gambling. Yeah, right? totally. Kelly says, I've flown a few times to Swoop. All positive experiences. Here's one, Jeff. Bad every time, but wouldn't have been able at the same time to fly if it wasn't as cheap either. Hmm. Sign of the times. Nothing's cheap anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess that's it. If you're paying less, you can't expect to get premium service. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason it, it's cheaper sure. than, than the full price airlines. You have to hold in your pee for five hours, but you fly for $89. <laughs> I think Can they, you do it? I think they have bathrooms nah, nah. on swoop flights. You're thinking poop flights. This is swoop. <laughs> Everyone bring their own pickle jar in case they have to pee.